All right, welcome to Holland Chapel. My name is Aaron Johnson. I'm church planner sent out by Holland Chapel to plant a church in Bentonville, Arkansas uh, called Story Church. So on behalf of Story Church, I bring greetings from Northwest Arkansas. And um, can we just give Jesus one more hand because he is worthy, amen? Um, man, he's good to us. So good to see you. I can't even tell you how good it is to be here. I think it's been eight or nine months that we were here. And everybody tell me, we're, we're never doing that again. Can you tell me that? Don't ever do that again. Okay, so uh, so refreshing for our souls, so refreshing for my heart, just to be with you and to know that you're for us and that you love us and care about us. And I'm uh, so glad to be here. I want to thank you, uh, staff, for the opportunity. It's a, it's a privilege to preach God's word. I have missed it. So if you aren't ready, go ahead and get ready and put your seatbelt on because I've already done this once. And I'm so excited to do it again. So, um, but God is good and he is faithful. And I'm honored to be here today. I want to share with you as I begin my favorite psalm. And I have forgotten Pastor Josh and Pastor Reed Pfeiffer about this psalm, and I'm stealing it from you. You can have it back when I leave the stage. But Psalm 34 is the ver is the psalm I've been leaning into during this time in my life, especially in 2020. Let me read it together. Take your copy of God's Word, if you will, and turn to Psalm 34. I want to read this uh, for you, with you, over you. Uh, let's listen to what God's Word has to say this morning. Uh, psalm 34 says, verse 1, I will praise the Lord at all times. Love that. I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly seek, speak his praises. In just a moment, I'm going to share with you what God is doing at Story Church and how God is blessing us. And that's what we're going to do. I, I believe with all my heart when God's people get together, we should do that. Verse 2, I will boast only in the Lord. Just a real side note, I didn't say this to the first one, but I'm going to say it to you. You're not that big a deal. Okay? Really, at the, end, at the end of the day, Jesus is a big deal, and we need to posture ourselves under his mighty authority. Okay, And so he says, I will boast not in myself, but only in the Lord. Let all who are helpless take heart. I believe God is speaking to somebody today. Verse 3, come, let us tell of the Lord's greatness. Let us exalt him, not alone, but together. I love that. I love the way the psalmist is saying this. I prayed to the Lord, verse 4, and he answered me. Quick question, why do you keep praying? Because he keeps answering my prayers from time to time. When I go to him and I ask him for things, he comes and he answers the prayers that I ask. Not always, but a lot of times God is answering my prayers. He freed me from all of my fears. Does anybody have any kind of anything to be afraid of today? Anybody afraid? Okay, the rest of y'all are liars. Okay, let's try that again. Everybody raise your hand. Everybody's afraid of something. Okay, and I'm, I'm an interacting uh, preacher, teacher, whatever, so we're going to have a fun time today. But let's be honest about where we are. We're all afraid of something. Something's got us, is keeping us up at night. And he says, but what he says is when we go to God in prayer, he frees me from all of my fears. Verse 5, those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. Can I get an Amen. Powerful psalm, powerful psalm. Wow, 2020, did it turn out like you had it planned? No, right? 2020 has been a year like nothing I had ever dreamed or imagined. COVID, I, I, Pastor Josh, I wasn't planning, I didn't plan it this way, right? Racial tensions and just all the stuff that's going on in our lives. 
I want to rewind a bit, though, so we can remember where we've been from and where Story Church is at so you, the people who support us and love us the most, can understand where we're at and where we're at now. Celebrate some wins. Celebrate what God's doing. We began pop-up church last fall. We began meeting corporately together uh, once a month, and this is some of our current pop-up. But we, uh, man, we were just gaining momentum. We were meeting people, and things were really beginning to, to happen. Pastor Russ and I were just we're going through Stadia, and we're learning everything that we need to do to implement, to launch in a, launch in a big way in September. Um, but then in February, we had our last pop-up, um, and we had I, what I felt like had created some great momentum Right, and then and then in March, COVID hit. You know, it's like Mike Tyson. You know what he said? Everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the face. Can I can I get an amen from anybody? Right, that was us. We had a plan, uh, Phil and Brittany. We had a plan for Story Church of exactly what we were going to do, and then COVID hit us right in the mouth, and we're like, whoa! And we kind of sat down like everybody else and began to refigure exactly what do we do? I, I don't know. And so we began to pray and just began to be still. And listen to God. But in April, everybody say April. Woo, that's a good month. In April, so here's what I want to tell you, Hall and Chapel. And here's what I want to tell you, Mom and Dad. Here's what I want to tell everybody that's here today. God is still working. That was terrible. Let's try that again. God is still working. Okay, like God is still at work. Even though we can't see it, we don't know and we don't feel it, God is working behind the scenes. I met this interesting local guy, Reed Pfeiffer. I had a conversation with you at Reed. I saw you walk in. Bro, what's up, bro? You're supposed to be down here on the front row. Up there on the front row, back there. Reed Pfeiffer, I love you, man. I appreciate you so much up in the balcony, the cheap seats up there. We're having a conversation. He's like, I'm like, man, we need a, we need a worship leader. I don't know what to do. Do you know anybody? He's like, you've got to meet this girl. Her name's Mia. She's 23, and she's from Chicago. I know her well. We began a, we began a conversation Mia visited and came to Bentonville and visited our city, got to know Russell and I and our families. We took her through assessment through Stadia, and she, she just, she, she soared and she shined with flying colors. And effective July 1st, we hired her as our worship and arts director. Can we give God a hand of praise for that today? Amen. So God is just working. And he's working, so I encourage you. We're gonna we're planning to launch our Sunday gatherings in January, and I would love for you to come and experience what God is going to do through her. She's so talented, she's so gifted, she's a singer-songwriter. She wrote a song, like who does this? She wrote a song on Tuesday and sang it at our staff meeting on Thursday. Like, who does that? But she is so talented and so amazing at what she's doing. Um, so if you're taking notes and you're writing stuff down. Take out your phone and put this in your calendar. Pray for us. In January of 2021, our plan is to launch Sunday gatherings for Story Church. And I need you to pray with me that God would move in a mighty way. I don't know how it's going to work out. I don't know what God's going to do, but I know that he's moving and he's working. Uh, Pastor Josh, I didn't tell you this, but I told you in the first service, but I haven't told him that. And he kind of took a deep breath. We got some exciting news on Tuesday. When I get back into town, Pastor Russell and I have a meeting with a, a broker to, to look at a 5,000-square-foot warehouse space, and it's in our price range. Can we give God a hand of praise for that? Amen. So we are just praising God for what he's doing, and I just want to say thank you. Thank you for believing in us. Thank you for believing in me and Pastor Russ. Thank you for loving our family and texting us and calling us and coming and seeing us. Um, our launch team is growing, and Dad Gummit, where's Nick at? You stole my thunder. Uh, Phil and Brittany, would you stand to your feet? We, we just want to recognize them. Can you guys give them a hand? Let them know how much you appreciate them. 
They have boldly, real quick, and I pray with all my heart that God does this to somebody in this room. Maybe God will call you to move to Northwest Arkansas and help us plant his church. No, pastor, he would never do that. Yeah, he would. The question is, will you be obedient to the calling? So Phil and Brittany felt called after finishing what they had done there in Cleveland to come to Northwest Arkansas and plant a church. Phil and Brittany, thank you for trusting us. Thank you for trusting Holland Chapel and having the faith like Abraham and Sarah to move to a city that you'd never seen and invest in people's lives. Can I get an amen? We love you guys so much. Jojo, Isaiah, um, Silas. Can I get a big hand? There we go. Yeah, we love you guys so much. We're so thankful that you're part of our launch team, part of our leadership team. So let me share a story. I love stories, and then we're going to get to the word. Um, God is working in a powerful way. I prayed a prayer, an audacious prayer. What was crazy is I was, I was on a park bench. I have a park bench on the Greenway. Bentonville, Arkansas, if you don't know, is, a, is the mountain bike mecca of the world. They've named themselves that. It's kind of funny, Phil, when you think about it. Like they didn't get named that, but they're like, we're, we're the best. Anyways, it's kind of funny. Everybody else around the world is upset with them. But nonetheless, I'm sitting on the Greenway, sitting there just praying. And one, a guy that I met just wrote, ran up on it, just ran up. He wasn't on a bike. He was actually running. And he stopped and he said, haven't I met you before? How can I pray for you? And he told me a story that him and his wife had prayed, that they could meet, that they could diversify their people group, that they could meet some people of color and kind of diversify who they were. And they started running. They went out on the greenway, and they ran into a couple, and God has allowed them to build a relationship. So I'm like, God, I'm going to do it. I want to meet somebody that doesn't look just like me. And if you know me well, you know that I landed in a neighborhood of people that aren't like me. But it's okay, and God allowed, has allowed our family to land in our neighborhood that's very influenced by the Indian culture. And we've made, made a lot of new friends, but they have kind of retreated back, and they're not really out and about so that relationship for now has stopped until COVID, we figure out COVID. So I prayed this prayer one morning. I said, God, I want to meet somebody. I want to, I want to talk to someone today. Could you set it up? Could you do it? And I'm going to tell you, if you pray those kind of prayers, God will do it. So I was working on my car, and I just couldn't figure out what was wrong with it. My dad always has told me, find the problem, fix the problem. Don't start throwing parts at your car. But I just started throwing parts at my car. It's not a real wise thing, so I'm switching out all these parts, and I can't get it running. And I'm like, God, I was trying to leave for a prayer retreat. And I'm like, God, why can't I leave? I'm on a schedule. I'm trying to, I'm trying to do what you called me to do, I'm trying to get away and spend some time with you, but I just can't leave. Well, finally, I got the parts the right way, and I start heading towards the only gas station in town at Walmart, right, because that's Walmart owns Bentonville, right, and then getting gas, pull up, and it just begin, my car begins to run so smoothly, pull up into the driveway, and there stood a young man named Tariq. I was like, okay, God, this is funny. So the whole reason I couldn't leave town is because you wanted to interact me with him. So there's, there's Tamario. I met him and his friend, and now we have become close friends. But here's the amazing thing about this story. This is the amazing thing about the stories of God. God's not finished writing the story. He's just getting started. These two young men have played basketball at your gym. You track it with me. They're from Benton, Arkansas. The first service, both of their coaches and some people who knew them came up and had a conversation with me. Tariq said, Aaron, you're not going to believe it. I want to preach. I want to be involved in church. Can you help me? Absolutely I can. Can we give God a hand of praise for working all that out? <clears throat> That's what God's doing in Northwest Arkansas. That's what God is doing in Story Church. A young man, two young men who grew up in this area, connected loosely with Hall and Chapel, and you may know who they are, star quarterback, just amazing athletes. And now they're in Bentonville, and now they're part of Story Church launch team. And I'm praying with all my heart that one day Tariq will preach a message 
at Story Church. God is good, and he's working and doing amazing things. So there's amazing stories that God is doing. Um, but I want to move from my stories to his story. So go to John chapter 19. This is where I want us to land today. John chapter 19. I want you to take yourself and put yourself into the story. Into the story of the crucifixion. John chapter 19 is the crucifixion of Jesus. And I want you to put yourself in the shoes of the disciples to try to begin to understand what they were feeling, what they were experiencing. How did they feel? How did, what were they thinking about? Um, what was going through their mind? And I want you to begin thinking through that. John chapter 19 is the literal crucifixion of Jesus. Jesus physically died on a cross, and he did it so that he could demonstrate how much he loved us. He died so that we could live. Literally in my Bible, this is the first point. If you have, if you're taking notes and you want to take something away from this message today, my point for you today, and Phil and Brittany, you heard this, it's turn the page. Everybody say turn the page. Okay, turn to your neighbor and say turn the page. I just want you to know today that God's not finished writing your story. Right, so we're looking at this story, and we're looking at our story, and we look at ourselves in 2020, and we look at the story of the disciples in John chapter 19, and in their minds, they thought, it's over. We don't know how the story is going to finish. It definitely isn't turning out the way that we thought. Why would Jesus have to die? Why, why does Jesus have to be gone? And in their minds, they're overwhelmed. In their minds, they're nervous and they're anxious. They're trying to figure out Peter, James, and John are having a side Elder pastor meeting thinking, what are we going to tell the rest of the disciples? We don't know what's happening. Do we believe that it happened? Is Jesus really going to come back to life? Is it really going to happen? And for three days, silence. In silence, everyone waited. Just a quick question. How comfortable are you with silence? I'll just be honest with you, I'm not real comfortable with it. But in silence, for three days, the disciples waited to see how is this story going to continue. That's when Jesus turned the page. John chapter 20 is the resurrection. Can I get an amen? Can we give God a hand of praise for the resurrection? Can we do that? Right? As we turn the page from John 19 to John chapter 20, what happens is the story's not finished. And I want you to, I want you to receive that today. I'm going to speak that to you, and I believe God's word is so powerful, and I want you to receive that wherever you are, whatever you've done, whatever you think. I haven't done enough, or I've done too much, or I've made too many mistakes. No one cares. I want you to know today that God's not finished with your story, okay? That's why I love the, the word story church so much is because when people walk into our church, we let them know your story matters, and your story's not finished being written. So I want you to know that, and I want you to receive that today. So we go to John chapter 20, and verse 19, I love this. They're quarantined. Look at, look at John chapter 20, verse 19. That Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors. If you don't want someone to come into your house, what do you do? Lock the doors. It's like, as men, it's my job to make sure the doors aren't locked. And when I get up in the morning... And I wander around and the door's not locked, Keaton. What do we do? We're like, oh, no, thank you, God, for protecting us. If I tell my wife, she's probably going to punch me in the face. It's your job to make sure that you lock the doors. So they locked the doors because they didn't want anybody coming in. Why? Why are they quarantined? Why are they overwhelmed? Why are they afraid? Well, it tells us. Look at the text. Because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. They thought what they've done to Jesus, they will do to us. 
what they've done to him, they will do to us. We're afraid that we too may die. And then notice that next word in the NLT. It's a word there is suddenly. Everybody say suddenly. You ever had something happen to you and you weren't expecting it and suddenly it just happened? Let me give you a quick story. I went to Fort Smith to buy some tires on Facebook Market, which is an amazing. I got a great deal. Got to talk to have a conversation with the family. I took those tires, or 20-inch tires from my car, and I stacked them up on the back of my truck. And I decided, I guess I didn't get the ratchet straps just as tight as it should be, Lane. You ever done that before? Just don't do what I did, okay? I'm just telling you, this is a story that you don't do. Driving down the road, having a conversation with my dad on FaceTime, and I watch, and I look out my rearview mirror, and those tires come off, and they start bouncing down the road towards the cars behind me. Don't do that. Suddenly... I didn't cuss. I didn't say anything bad in front of my dad. Dad, I got to go. Why? Because suddenly the tires were gone. That's what I think happened with the disciples. They're there. They're having conversations. They're talking about everything that's happened. And suddenly Jesus was standing there among them. Don't you love it when Jesus just shows up? Right? And I love the story. One of the reasons I love the story is because Jesus shows up at the upper room to hang out with these disciples, to give them a message And I believe with all my heart that why I'm here today, as I was praying over what I would share with you, this is what God wanted me to say to you through his word. I pray with all my heart that the Holy Spirit will give it to you. Peace be with you. Jesus walks into the room. Put yourself there. You're afraid. You're overwhelmed. You're anxious. And you don't know how this story is going to end. And the one who you thought may not come back to life shows up in your house. And he says, peace be with you. Peace be with you. Peace be with you, disciples. I'm here. I'm here, and because I'm here, everything's going to be okay. Holland Chapel today, why I'm here, what I want to share with you today is peace be with you. Holland Chapel staff, can we give it up for the staff today and let them know how much we appreciate them? That was terrible. Give them a hand, a little better. Thank you. The work that they put in just to produce a Sunday morning gathering, not alone, not just alone, taking care of all the people that are here. Holland Chapel staff, what I want to tell you today, Pastor Roger, peace be with you. Pastor Josh, peace be with you. Keaton, you you look like a busy man. You look tired. You got a family working hard for the church, doing a little side hustle. Here's what I'm here to tell you today, peace be with you. Pastor Josh and Crystal, they're my pa- this is my pastor and his wife, and they love us more than anything. Can you guys give them a hand, let them know how much you appreciate them? Thank you guys for what you do for our family. Can I give you a word? Peace be with you. Jesus shows up in the middle of your life, in the middle of COVID, in the middle of where you live, in the middle of all that you've got going on, and I just want to give you a message today. Peace be with you. Moms and dads, any moms and dads trying to raise kids, raise your hand if that's you. Yeah, you're, you're thinking, what are we going to do when we go back to school? Do we go back to school? Do, do we homeschool? Do we cyber school? And I don't know about you, but I'm having conversations. Do we just give them a GED? You know what I'm saying? Like we don't really know what to do. And we're wondering in our minds, as parents, you're making some decisions that will impact your kids for a long time. You're trying to figure out church. You're tr- trying to figure out how to disciple them. Listen to this. I have eight more months with my young man named Jeremiah, right? I'm trying to figure out how to send him well. And I think what God is saying to those of us who are parents, peace 
be with you. Moms, don't worry. Jesus is with you. Make the best decision you can. At the end of the day, let the chips fall. Do the best you can. I promise you that it'll all work out. I'm about to finish off and clear out my house. Peace be with you. I want to talk to the married people in the house. Any married people in the house, can you give yourselves a hand and let, let, let your spouse know how much you love them? Can we do that? That was pretty terrible. We'll let you figure that out on Friday night. Here's what I know after being married for almost 20 years. Our marriage is always perfect. Can I get an amen? Woo! No. See, I mean, I've been married long and I've been alive, which is amazing. But it's not always good. There's problems. I thought, baby, I love you so much, but I thought 20 would be easy. But it's hard. Trying to plant a church, trying to raise teenagers, trying to figure out life. Trying to plant a church in the middle of COVID. And what I say to you, peace be with you. You see, what Jesus loves to do is he loves to get all up in the middle of your business. And he likes to get in the middle and he says to you, peace be with you. Jesus shows up, singles, any singles in the house? A couple, not many. Peace be with you. We have a lot of singles in our church. One of the things that Mia is doing, and it's an amazing thing, is she's reaching 20-somethings. Renee and I, our home is filled with young singles now. And I say to you, peace be with you. Well, in the middle of the unknown, in the middle of the uncertainty of doubt and fear and anxiety, Jesus just shows up. Jesus walks into the middle of what we fear and he brings peace. Just brings peace. When Jesus shows up, you know everything's going to be okay. You may be sitting here today thinking, this is not how I had this planned in my life. This is not how I had it planned. But I promise you, I didn't plan it this way either. I'm just going to be straight up with you. When I interviewed for this position as a church planner, if you'd have told me six months later there would be a, a global pandemic, I probably would have paused and say, Renee, and I need to go fast and pray for a year, for not a year, for a week before we give you our decision, right? Because I'm going to tell you right now, Aaron Johnson and Russell Knight did not plan to plant a church in the middle of COVID. But you see, what, why we're making it and how we're doing it is because Jesus shows up. And he says to me and to you, peace be with you. I got you. I'm, I'm the prince of peace. I'm the one who brings peace in the middle of chaos. And everything's going to be okay. I know right now it may not be exactly what you thought it would. But I'm going to tell you because I'm on the boat. Everything's going to be okay. I, I'm, I, it's peace. Right? None of what is happening in your life is catching God by surprise. So I want to finish with the gospel. Isn't that the gospel? Jesus showing up in the middle of something and making something out of nothing. You and I were doomed to die and pay for our sins eternally in a real place called hell. We're sinners. We need to pay for our sins. And Jesus shows up. He says, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, I'm going to die for you. I'm going to take your place. I'm going to die so you don't have to die. That's the gospel, right? Jesus shows up in the middle of an anxious time, right? And Jesus, the Prince of Peace, conquered sin, death, hell, and he became sin so we could walk away free. That's an amazing thing you and I get to experience. Today, regardless of what you've done or haven't done, this is the last thing I want to tell you. This is what I've learned through COVID. I've shared this with many of you if I've talked to you very much. Is I just want you to rest in this truth. God's not mad at you. You see, I don't know about you, but I'm a doer. 
I check boxes. There aren't any boxes to check in COVID. Like the boxes have been swiped off the table and I'm like, well, my, my, my counselor said, Aaron, do you ever take a day off a Sabbath? I'm like, well, if I work hard enough, if I put in 50 hours, then I'll take a Sabbath. He's like, whoa, 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 where is that in the Bible? God said, here's the Sabbath, keep it holy. Take a day off and rest. Because here at the end of the day, the, pro, the reason most of us don't take a day off is because we, we want to control it. But when we put it, give it to God and say, God, I'm going to take a day off. He's like, I got you. Here's what I want to tell you today as a box checker, as someone who grew up a fundamental legalist. I'm a recovering legalist. I thought that I could earn my way into the graces of God, and that is not the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. What I want to tell you today Regardless of what you did, regardless of what you're, where you're at, what's happening in your life, what you did back in the day, or even what you're going to do in the future, God's not mad at you. Doesn't that just feel good? Just let that wash over you. God loves you more than anything in the world, and he's a good, good father. And he looks you in the eye right now where you're at, what you got going on, what you're experiencing. He's like, I'm here with you. Peace be with you. And you know, I'm not really mad at you love you and I care for you. I want to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes. If you're comfortable with this, I'm going to ask you to put your hands out, palms up to receive this word that I'm going to give you. If you're comfortable where you are and your hands are free, put your hands out on your knees and just put your palms up in the sky. Just a sign to God that you're about to receive the word that is going to be spoken over you today. I think some of you need to receive this today. Psalm 34. I will praise the Lord at all times. I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak his praises. I will boast only in the Lord. Let all who are helpless take heart. Come. Let us tell of all the Lord's greatness. Let's, let us exalt his name together. I prayed to the Lord, and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. God, as I look across this room today, God, these are my people. These are my friends. These are the people I go to war with. These are the people I pray for. This is my church. These are the people who believe in me, my family, Pastor Russ and his wife, and Phil and Brittany and Story Church. They believe in us so much. And they give in so much so that I could prosper. So first, God, I just pray that you would allow them to receive the message that I'm thankful for them. I praise you, God, for the people in this room, for the staff, for the staff's wives who are grinding it out at home, trying to figure out how to raise kids, how to love their husbands, how to support their husbands as they lead the church. And I thank you for these, this staff. 2020 punched them in the face too, just like the rest of us, God, and they've shifted and they've adjusted and they're doing the best they can. There are people here today, God, who I've met for the first time, maybe. I just pray today, God, that they would receive that you're here. And you look them square in the eye. Regardless of what they've done, what they brought in, 
peace be with you. Jesus, I, I'm so thankful that you are here, that you are present, that you're present in my life, that you're present in my family's life. We don't always act like it, God. There's times when I get it wrong as a dad, but you also look me in the eye and you say, Aaron, I'm not mad at you. I know what you've done. I know what you were going to do even before I created you, and I still love you, and I care for you, and I'm going to provide for you. I'm going to love you. I'm going to give you grace. And I pray, I believe there's someone here today that needs to receive that word, that you're not mad at them. You look them square in the eye right now as they've got their eyes closed and their hands up and they're receiving a word that they would remember that you're not mad at them, that you love them. If there's someone here today that, God, that doesn't know Jesus, maybe they're listening online for the first time, they just scrolled through Facebook and they saw this church called Holland Chapel. I gotta check that out. They jumped online and they're listening and they've heard about the crucifixion and the resurrection and the spirit of God is stirring in their hearts right now that they need to give their lives to Jesus. I pray with all my heart that the Holy Spirit would, would just move where they are, whether here or online. And they would just admit, man, I've, I have a problem. It's called sin and I've made some mistakes and I've tried in my own power to be good enough and I can't, can't figure it out. I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins. And I confess, I cry out to him and ask him to save me. God, if, if they would do that today, they will be saved. We love you. We praise you. We thank you for all that you've done. It's in the precious name of Jesus we pray and everybody said.